the Mahler Mahler's fifth is one of the most rewarding pieces yeah. of symphonic music you can go and listen to. Sure. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Classical, Classical Rebellion. Rebellion. Tonight, boy, we're, we're, we're going to, I don't know where Mason Bates is from, but we're talking Mason Bates just a little bit, contemporary composer. You, you may know him from his Steve Jobs opera, which I have not heard. I've seen a lot of articles about it. And we heard his piece last year. Uh, the Garages Sanctuary of the Valley. Yeah. Garages of the Valley. Yeah. And, uh, but the other piece is Mahler's Fifth Symphony. Yeah. It's a little bit unfair, in my <laughs> opinion, to do that to a contemporary composer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like having to open for, you know, like, like if yeah, we go. Yeah, you're opening for the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, and, and I go out there, you know, with, you know, a piano and like play some stuff that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just tinkering around the other day, and not, yeah. we're, we're being very disrespectful to Mason Bates. Hopefully, he has a sense of humor or yes, never no, sees no. this. <laughs> no, it's just that there there is as uh, there's a vast difference in scale here. Yeah, uh, the Mahler Mahler's fifth is one of the most rewarding pieces yeah. of symphonic music you can go and listen to. Yeah. Life affirming in yeah. every single way, um, brilliantly put together mm -hmm. in its themes, its motives. It's it 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 has elements of just simple lyricism, elements of uh, sections of intense counterpoint. Yeah, I mean Mahler very, was yes, very intense, violent counterpoint. Oh my gosh! I yeah, mean, um, violent. The second movement specifically, just I mean, come on. But the even, <laughs> even the ending of the ending of the third movement, which is the you know the 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 slow the not the slowest movement, but right, it's, it's not you the know, at all, but. but it's it's a slower movement, and it, it ends with such vitality. Yeah, you know yeah. it's uh, yeah, written over the course of two years, nineteen oh one and two, but he tinkered with it till nineteen eleven, the year of his death. And he, 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 during the course of it of writing it, he 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 met his wife Alma. He just moved into his own villa. Uh, he had actually had a, a hemorrhage. He came within an hour of really? dying, and um, and so he yes, that's right. he, he needed to rest. He and met so Alma they, that year. So he, he had just moved into his own villa, um, and uh, was enjoying having a writing cottage, a place to a cottage to get away from to mm -hmm. the world and write in green leafy. Yeah, to take uh, a year's worth of composition and jam it into a couple months in the summer is what he was doing. I mean, uh, so he, really? he was he was glad to be alive, and he was affirming the fact that he was that he was still alive. Mm -hmm. And and then he meets Mahler, and so the famous Adagetto. He meets um, Alma. Hmm? Yeah, he meets Alma. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and writes the famous Adagetto, which is mm -hmm. a, like a it's a little postcard, a love postcard yeah. to her. Uh, he left her a poem saying, "You know, uh, words cannot express the long, you know, the longing that I and love that I feel for you, basically." Mm -hmm. And so there's this this famous adagetto, right? Um, but the symphony as a whole, I mean, okay. So in 2008, I was I went to London uh, in January. Okay, beautiful. I, t I, I went with a group of friends. I was I was going to show them around town. And, okay, that's and the first the first night that we were there. 
Jaap van Sweden, who is the conductor of, I believe at the moment he's, he's in Hong Philharmon Kong. He's New York Philharmonic. Oh, is he the New York yeah. Philharmonic? Mm -hmm. well, he he was Dallas and then uh, New York Philharmonic. Okay. He was conducting the Mahler Five along with the Brahms Second Piano Concerto with the Royal Festival Hall the night we arrived. So I'm like, guys, you got to stay up. So we, we got tickets and we sat in the in the choir stalls behind the orchestra, oh. just behind the trombones. And you, got it. you got your money's worth. Oh, boy. So and the Mahler uh, comes up. And so Yap comes out and he's bald as an eagle, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like polished. And <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so we got trendy conductor night here. It's like, okay, okay what's I don't know who this guy is. So, and, and I, I, I was kind of, eh, about the, the Brahms. I could, right. He starts in with the Mahler. It's dynamite. It's absolutely uh, just vivid, enlivened, just charging forward, you know, lyrical. When the last chords of the piece, mm -hmm. the final cadence, yum, bump, like that. He he gave it an upward motion, and he literally threw himself up into the air, bump, like this, pulled me right up out of my seat. Wow! I was the first person up. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I didn't yeah. even know what had happened. Right. That's what the Mahler Fifth Symphony, with with a dynamic conductor, yeah. can do for you. Yeah, and at this San Diego Symphony, if you've never heard it, yeah, hear it at this San Diego Symphony pre presentation of it on the October fifth and sixth, I believe, or it's fourth and fifth. Sorry, I, I can't really think of too it up, many. But it's it's Raphael Piari. I can't really and think he's... of too many pieces with which a new conductor can most more effectively introduce himself to a new audience. I'm glad you brought that up because Sir Simon Rattle started his tenure at Berlin with Mahler's Fifth. Interesting. And the first piece that Claudio Abbado took Berlin on tour with, Mahler's Fifth. Now, if you want visual, uh, a visual example of what the Mahler Fifth looks like from the orchestra, there's a wonderful recording online of Bernard Heitink. Ah. Uh, conducting it in, from the, in, with the Concertgebouw, mm -hmm. um, and m he's so well photographed, or, you know, filmed from the from the cameras in okay. the orchestra. Yep. This is what it looks like for a conductor to really truly be involved in that piece. I think I, it's I, a master. I highly recommend that you watch that. Interestingly, though, he takes—I don't know if it's in that version—but at some point, he takes the um, the Adagetto, the fourth, the adagetto yeah. about twice as slow. Well, as Mengelberg or Mahler himself, they took it about seven minutes, and he comes in over thirteen. Well, which fine. According to Mahler's tempos, it's estimated to be ten minutes. Okay. Okay, that's the tempo marking. Mahler took, it. but mind you, they were they were trying to get it on records that were three and a half true. minutes a side. That's okay, true. so Mahler and Mengelberg they took it took it faster. However, it does get it onto two sides. I've, uh, you know, you you, you yeah, Heitink comes in at about thirteen minutes. Um, and and it has been taken as long nine as fifteen to, minutes. Yeah, nine to eleven feels like it's kind of the standard, like the middle of the road. Right. I, so I'm. It's but I mean, funny, I'm, like you you get so into it, you're wondering. I'm wondering what the tempo is going to be, in that like. Right. It's like that important piece of music. Like I'm actually, <laughs> like wondering a month in advance, 
What's Gee, I wonder how fast he's going to take the Adagetto. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it's But you, if you look at, at the at available, if you go to YouTube and you look at Mahler 5 and you find, like, uh, I saw, I've seen uh, tempos for the whole piece, uh, timings, like an hour mm. and an hour and 10 minutes, yeah. an hour and 12 minutes, 13, 14, 15, yeah. 16, 17. One, one and cap, then, and yeah. then there's Chelebidaki oh, at of course. an hour and 33 minutes. Yeah. One one caveat there, though. On YouTube, sometimes they've got a good two minutes of walking the, yeah, okay. on stage. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Not, that's true. Not 15, though. That's true. But, I mean, he, yeah, he, he comes... He, that's what he does. That's what he does. I know you don't like him. Well, I think it depends on the I love his Bruckner. I don't well. like his Scheherazade. I don't like his Verdi Requiem. I, I didn't like that. But um, I love his Bruckner. What were we talking about earlier with him? Um, I didn't like his his Bruckner 5. I just didn't like it. Mm. I, I, I was, there's a recording of him with the, the um, Munich yeah, all uh, of them were Munich. Yeah, and he's con he's conducting sitting down. You know, he's very he's very elderly yeah. at the time. But I don't know. I, I didn't have time to listen to the whole thing yet. But from what I listened to of the first movement, it's got it, it's got better cohesion than the recording of the of the of the Mahler five of the right. Bruckner five that I heard him do. I didn't just didn't care for it. But okay. I think it depends on the occasion. It does. I don't. Know I, I will. I will admit that he doesn't necessarily lick my balls. No. Yep. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So, but possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Well, he certainly did on the Brooklyn Five. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I mean, oh. So what, Mer what, what Mer do you let's, let, what, what do you bet? What do you want to bet? What What are you thinking? What do you think Pyar will take? What See, do you think his timing on I don't the on know will be? How adventurous he is as he. It's a risk to go above eleven minutes, in my opinion, in a life. I mean, you're really stretching out the legato line. You, and now if he can pull that off, it's very impressive. I think it's as much up to the conductor to act that piece, hmm. because the the conductor is a lens to the audience. You know, Absolutely. look, once a conductor's job mainly, I think, happens in rehearsal. Yes, you've just got like to, a coach. You've got to, to set your tempi. You've got to get everybody comfortable. You've got to find the proportions. And you've got to set the way it's going to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, no. I don't know if the audience really realizes this, but the conductor just doesn't go out onto the podium and do whatever he wants in a performance. <laughs> that would be madness. Well, some of them you know? do, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, and they get lousy results, too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you've, you've got to work within the parameters that you have rehearsed. Yes. You rehearse yep. the way you perform. So when the conductor comes out in a in a concert situation, his job is to be a lens, to, to give the, the, the keep the orchestra within the, the, the parameters that mm -hmm. he set and be a lens to the audience. Right. Guide the audience. The stick is also there to guide the audience Absolutely. as much as it is yeah. to guide the orchestra. Mm -hmm. So when you if you can stretch that piece out to 15 minutes you better That's you better be showing the, the 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 audience where you are taking them with that right because that's a risk man again anything that's like over tightrope anything over 11 minutes risks becoming quite stale and there's nothing worse than stale in my opinion no because you if you if the legato if the yeah. tension breaks and you suddenly have a gap between a section you've set up here and a section you're starting over here it's like stepping in it's like driving over yeah. a pothole yeah you know it, and the the players have to keep the intention 
through the entire thing. And the question is, can he draw that out of this orchestra? We'll find out. Oh, we're going to find out. Yeah. Because in my humble opinion, one of the one of the pitfalls of that I have heard past conductors uh, of the San Diego Symphony say in the Mahler Second was that when going for the very broad, things tended to just just come a little bit unhooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they just didn't quite hold together at the at the thinnest point, and that that's what we're really this type of small piece, not not a huge movement. Oh no, not at all. Very delicate, but yeah. it, it's what it—that's what it reveals about an orchestra it's and the, the conductor. It's the heart of that. It's it's Mahler's heart. Well, absolutely, it is. It's not just the heart of that symphony. It could be the heart of his entire output. When you think about yeah. his context, his circumstances, and why he wrote it the way he did, it's the most tender, touching thing he wrote. Except maybe some of the Rukert leader, I guess. I remember but. I remember being told by a Mahler aficionado when I was selling records uh, about the Tenth Symphony and the famous drum strokes, you know, of the the um, on the bass drum, uh -huh. which were apparently inspired by the pa Mahler knew he was dying. He knew he wouldn't live much right. longer. His heart was failing, and and this was he was writing this in New York, and he he and Alma saw the passing parade of a dead fireman, mm. and I remember being told. You don't want to listen to that alone. Oh, no, no, that'll, that'll creep you out. It, you, you, need to, you need to listen to that with someone. With someone. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's how that's how intimate and, and personal Mahler's music can be. And yeah. this is, I mean, when you're talking about a love letter to your, a love poem to your wife, you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's it what that movie is. It exceeds the Siegfried Adele, it'll, in my opinion. In really, it does. Well, it's a different. It's different. It's a different energy. It's, it's much it's more tender. It's right. much more intimate. Oh yes. It. I mean, one of the other things that I'd say about the Mahler Fifth, and it, I mean, I think you'll probably agree with this. There's so much of Richard Strauss in it, of of, of, of the, the the Strauss. Don't tell to, Mahler that. No, maybe not. But but I mean, <laughs> I keep expect. I hear harmonies and and um, well, sometimes horn work, but but um, but just turns of phrase in in three quarter time. I ex I keep expecting it to burst into Rosenkavalier. Ah. Uh. You know, I mean, you, you know what I think. Just I'm just realizing right now what I most appreciate about Mahler's Fifth is he doesn't do that frantic woodwind thing that he does in the earlier symphonies, where the, the woodwinds just sound like they're like, yeah, it works in the Fifth for me. The, uh, some of the others, they've got plenty to do. Oh, yeah, like, but in in the fourth movement, man, I mean, when they're working, they're working. Yeah, but they're it working in the context off, yeah. of it doesn't come. There's certain passages in the second and third. I'm just like, enough with the with the like like the the anxious woodwind thing. Like, right. I don't know right. if it's trying to be like shimmery and the wind in the trees, but it drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I, I. But the fifth does not. I love it. There is that use of high flute and clarinet um, duo, which is always seemingly slightly out of tune with each other, <laughs> and and I've often thought that. His snarky clarinet mm -hmm. that he employs so often, I, I, I really believe that that is a... Because, you know, there, there's a, there's the Titanic in Mahler, but then there's also yeah. the domestic. Mm -hmm. There's very much of the domestic in him, to, you know, to intimacy and, and hearth and family. And, 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 and that snarkiness, I think, is a folk element that emanates from his... From the, his 
is Jewish heritage and the, the, the klezmer musicians. Ah, that could be. And which yeah. were a village tradition all over Europe. Right. You know, klezmer musicians. Um, it's a sound that people knew. It's a sound people yeah. knew. It's a sound he knew. And he used it in a variety of different situations. That's but a it, fair point. But it does always have that kind of, like... Um, poking slightly out of tune nasal yeah. effect and it's right. often combined with flute and clarinet mm -hmm. and yeah. I know what you mean yeah but oh the fourth the fourth movement or the fifth movement the final movement of yeah. the Mahler five if you've never experienced it you're in for a treat don't miss yeah. it Has hashtag San Diego Mayor. San Diego Mayor. We got to talk about Kevin Faulkner. San Faulter, Diego Mayor. Right? Kevin Faulkner. This is your. This, this is your you, big chance. You should be there to go down as a patron of the arts. I don't know if he is or not. To be honest with you, I don't know this about any of these mayors, but we're going to call out every single mayor. I, I don't care. And, and I, every city that we review. I, I don't care preview. if he is these personally, but what he does oh, right. with his in his official capacity Correct. could be extremely helpful to. Uh, as a sign of cultural leadership. Right. So if Mayor Faulkner is at the concert, take a picture with him. Absolutely. Or maybe and maybe he takes his own pictures. I don't know. But and then hashtag San Diego Mayor on Instagram, and we'll follow that hashtag. You can search hashtag San Diego Mayor and then click to follow that. I would hashtag. even go so far as to say hashtag San Diego Mayor candidates. Oh. We could get oh. really crazy San Diego City Council members. San Diego City Council. Hashtag San yeah. Diego City Council Oh, it's members. growing. It's growing. You know? Yeah. Um, but our civic leaders should be our leaders in every facet of our culture. And the symphony and the opera are important facets of San Diego culture. You can use <laughs> your help. Yeah. In a variety of different ways, but certainly within. But this uh, in, is in easy the, in the context of leadership. Going to Mahler's Fifth. Up. Mahler's Fifth is easy. Trust me, you'll like it. Yeah, really. Yeah. Are we lecturing the mayor? <laughs> well, I think we're just giving him I a class. I think it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, well, that's what classical, classical rebellion. rebellion is. Good. Pretty much. All right.